it is in the interaction that we uncover so much about ourselves mm -hmm. and when we can actively heal with others and unpack things with others and learn from them to trust and to trust ourselves is i think such a necessary step that sometimes is forgotten welcome to the wild hearted podcast the Wild Hearted is a safe and inclusive space of guidance and resources for mental health, sex positivity, self-love, authenticity, and confidence. I'm Shanine, a psychology student, creative, and woman seeking out her authentic self in life and in relationships. My name is Katarina. I'm a self-culture coach and Dharma coach with successful track. My personal dharma is to be a source of support, guide, for fellow seekers who are striving to build an intimate, kind, and loving relationship with themselves. My training includes tantra, life coaching, yoga, reiki, and I'm currently obtaining my master's degree in psychology. Hi, baby. You look great. Thank you. Bad hair. I said it's the bad hair. We're actually recording from my bed today. Our last in-person session. Well, not last. Oh, last for no. a few months. Yeah. Yes. Because this one me is heading off soon again. You're leaving me. No, no. I'll be back in March. I'll be back in March. Can I throw a tantrum when you leave? As I'm going to record it, it's going to be on me at a wild parties <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> Behind the scenes. We throw tantrums too. We're very good in throwing tantrums. I threw one the other day just for a reaction and detection. Yes. We can be toxic when we want to. Okay. That brings me to the topic. And turns out there are quite a few toxic traits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which I recognized recently, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So, then, 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 I recently started dating someone. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh my God, you're adorable. Tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. Tell us all more. So, um, first time in four years that I'm dating someone, where I sincerely say I'm in something very committed, very dating, where we want to pursue and see what happens. Obviously, like, whatever happens, happens, but yeah, this is what's happening. <laughs> okay. So you're committed, you're giving this a proper shot. The most serious I've been dating anyone in four years, because I haven't even. Which also means for the first time in a very long time, I'm confronted with, you know, I don't know if you can call it relationshipy like scenarios, but with like scenarios I haven't been in in a while or which haven't been a concern to me in a while, you know, because it was just me, you know, and there was no other people to consider or my heart was never really on the line. It was always very easy for me to walk away or it was never like that I was invested enough that I would feel triggered or that I would want to work through things. But now, you know, these things are happening. I've noticed it's very interesting for me to observe how I'm reacting and how I'm feeling. What I noticed is A, I have a toxic trait. <laughs> <laughs> they right. still exist. They still, they still exist. Wow. After all this time. I thought, yes. And I don't think I had that before, but it's there now. And it's there. I'm very aware of it. I don't know if, if he's that aware of it. I'm very aware of it. And I'm going to come to that just now. And then the second thing is also, remember when we talked in the breakup episode that our partners live literally in our neural systems, in our neurons, yes. in our brain, and the person left, your brain and your neurons are still looking for that person, yeah. right? 
So it's the same with behavioral pattern, your nervous system. So I'm realizing that I feel or I felt having very open and good conversations about it, which is great and helps a lot, but I felt triggered a lot in sometimes random, sometimes not so random situations, but I couldn't pinpoint and figure out why something happened, which kind of made the penny drop. And it turns out that it seems like my neural pause and also my nervous system are still very much programmed on old behavior patterns, old relationship patterns. So something will happen and that my brain as well as my body immediately react to what would have happened in my old life mm. rather than assessing the situation in the current life and seeing what's happening, which is quite interesting. So I feel like I need to literally relearn to be in a different relationship and I literally need to reprogram my nervous system as well as my brain. I think as much as you can logically develop, right? Like you yeah. know what a healthy relationship looks like and you yeah. know you've got the list of what the positive attributes of your perfect, well not perfect, but your ideal partner would look like. You know the characteristics of a good person and a good yeah. partner. But then actually having it like in practice, all your neurons know is the previous like very triggering, very mm. traumatic experience. It's probably like a safety mechanism for you to go, this has happened in the past. It always leads to that. Abort, abort. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, surely logic to you now just could be different, but your nervous system is saying this isn't going to end well. So you have to now forget all of that mm. and give this a chance. Yeah. Even though it's scary. You and I have been doing all this work on ourselves. Yes. We reprogrammed the people we were back then to the people we now. Yes. You know, as we were so focused on ourselves and reprogrammed ourselves and shit ton of work. So it turns out once you get back into like into a two people scenario or yeah. three or four, like whatever floats your boat. Now you need to reprogram that as yeah. well. So having done the work on my own helps me in the sense that I'm aware of it and then I'm very observant about what is happening and I can understand what's happening. So apparently I have to start at zero again mm -hmm. and do now the work all over again just with another person involved. Which is a complete different dynamic. Sometimes it's hard enough to have these conversations with yourself, but now you actually have to have these open conversations with another person, yeah. which makes you very vulnerable. You can't yeah. just run away and go fix it and then come back. Like exactly. you've got to do it with them. You've got to do it with them, which makes you very vulnerable. You have to be able to risk that the other person's like, fuck the shit, this is too much for me, I'm out of here. What is your toxic trait? Like what is the trigger Again. look like? So you want to hear the toxic trait first and not the, not the penny book. Toxic phase. Yeah, <laughs> we'll start at the beginning. It's maybe very, very early stages and it's probably like hard talking for a while. I'm not going to tell the whole story how we met, but like, it's yeah. quite a story. But anyways, it's still very early stages. It's one of the first evenings we spend in each other's actual physical presence because so far most of our communication has been on the phone because he was in a different, he was on a different continent. He also travels. He also travels, yes. He also travels when we met traveling. So like it's one of the first time in Shadow's proximity and we lying on the couch and we're looking something on his phone. Now guys, I'm not a psycho who keeps on like staring at the guy's phone. I'm really not, but like we were looking at something on his phone. I okay. can't remember what. And a notification comes up and all I see is Tinder. Yeah. 
physically just I tend for in his arms just rolled over like in no. his arms being mm. like all mushy like a marshmallow and like cuddled up to my whole body stiffens up I look at him and I'm like oh interesting did you say oh, yeah interesting yeah I'm like, oh, okay. They're like I think of like oh tinder interesting turn around watch the tv stop talking no more giggling, no more joking, boiling on the inside, but not saying a single word. This poor man. I mean, not poor man. It was, it was, listen, like I'm not underplaying the situation. I do think I have a right to react and it's not a nice feeling. It weren't solidified or anything, but it's not a nice feeling. No, if you're wasting time and, with someone, it's hurtful to see that they might be looking at other options. Exactly. We kind of had a conversation before when he was traveling that neither of us is really even though we're not committed yet, but it, looking into anything else because it would take away from what we're trying to build here. So it was it was definitely a sting and it was really uncomfortable. But again, instead of communicating that, so I'm shutting down. I shut down and I shut down badly. And now I'm in my head and I'm in a downward spiral. And I'm like, okay, fuck that, always, whatever. You know, I'm over-invested, I'm not interested. So when you flipped over, you were like, okay, I've just decided now that this guy is not worth it. Basically. I don't want to go down this road. Basically. So like, and like I'm thinking I, of an exit strategy. Exactly. So I flip over, my mind is spiraling, but I'm not saying a single word. Not like, yeah. we talk about this, what is happening? None of that. That's his cotton socks. <laughs> He's like obviously trying to pull me closer, like, but yeah, my body language says it all. So then he's like, be upset. Come back. <laughs> yeah. Trying not to scream. Trying not to scream because I don't like to be screamed and I do not scream at people. But I'm, yeah. but I'm also, okay, trying to like not use words or language I will regret later. I turn around. Again, and I look in his face, and I'm like, they're right, I'm upset. Yeah. Thankfully, somehow I mastered the self control. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard um, not to react, though. To, to, to more respond than yeah. react. And I said, Jim, listen, this thinks this is not okay. We had a conversation, I honestly saw it be further in than it's showing. And then I'm like, after he opened up the communication, I was actually able to say like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. And I'm not okay with this. And I said to him, and I very clearly remember saying to him, and I do not want to pretend that I'm like, whatever it's called, like a cool girl. Mm-hmm. Who thinks, oh, you know what? We're not committed. I'm completely fine. Why don't you set up another Tinder date while you're on my couch? She looks at me like, 
I would not think that's a cool girl at all. I would be a bit disturbed if you would not care, to be honest. Yeah. So I'm letting it out, out. And then this man, this man takes responsibility. It actually happened where he admitted that this was not right. <laughs> he, he takes full responsibility. He does not gaslight me. He does not say I'm correcting. He actually validates my feelings and he apologizes. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, who are you? And now, should I cry? What am I doing now? Oh, fuck. Hey, what? Why am I not being gaslit? Where's this screaming? Where's this, oh, you're overreacting. Don't be such yeah. a... Don't be so dramatic. Don't be so dramatic. Yeah, I love that. None of that. a big deal out of nothing. None of that. There is, he's taking full responsibility, accountability, and he gives me a complete, reasonable, logical explanation, which was, because I know all of them was like, what does that excuse? He's like, I've been thinking for five years. So have I. <laughs> Four, but still. He's like, Cat, you're not on the apps. These yeah. apps are on my phone for years. There's some in the background. Mm -hmm. Thinking about deleting them. I forgot. They're just there. I haven't been on them since I met. I've never lied once to you. Yeah. I'm being so honest. I mean everything I say to you. But I'm really, really sorry. And I completely understand that you're upset. I would be too. Again, should I cry? What am I doing now? We're like, what am I doing with like, like all the big emotions? <laughs> all these big emotions. Yeah, it's the drama. So that was like, it was a very interesting, very interesting experience to me. Yeah. First of all, that, so the two, the two takeouts for me are firstly that apparently my communication in the situation I'm triggered is not there. And because I don't know why, I think it's because in my previous lives, when I would communicate, I would be gaslit and, you know, shut down and be mm -hmm. dramatic and all of these things. And lied to. And lied, exactly. And lied thing to. is, like, I don't even want to argue because I know you're going to bullshit me. Exactly. And I'm going to see straight through it. What's the point? Exactly. And yeah, exactly. So what's the point? Like, yeah. I know you're lying to me. Like, I'm a, But so I rather not communicate and I become an ice cream. Yeah. And I'm like, in my mind, finding an exit strategy rather than, okay, maybe there is like, you know. Yeah. something to it so that was really interesting so it turns out i probably have to work on my communication skills then upset and then there was a second takeout for this second takeout the fact that i was triggered by it was validated right mm -hmm. and i did say that to him eventually when we talked about it and i said listen this was a bit of a big deal for me betrayal is a massive big deal mm -hmm. feeling safe right now i'm getting the feeling that i'm more invested in this than i should be yeah traction from this than he is than you are yeah and if that's the case then i'm not interested yeah because it you I don't like i just don't like if this is a casual thing to be honest like you're not in it to like play I'm, the field I'm, so yeah, and talk around yeah. yeah and he said to me that's not the case again he said it's not the case at all or whatever and i'm like it's not that there's no point in us talking about the further, but there's a good chance that this will really sit with me for a while. And I don't know if this isn't going to change things. And then it obviously did sit with me for the whole of the night, like my, in my stomach, because then my hips, yeah, all my emotions sit. And then the next morning as well, and I went to yoga. Did it, can I just ask, did it, did it feel 
like the atmosphere was a bit like you were slightly closed off after that. I definitely was a bit more closed off. And yeah. also the morning, everything felt like a little bit tainted. I can only speak from my experience, yeah. but to me, everything felt a bit tainted. So now I'm sad, now I'm angry, now I'm frustrated. Mm. And I wasn't able to communicate that. So I'm just like, I'm not going to communicate. <laughs> Let's just leave it. And I'm in my head. And then the next morning, I'm still very much in my head when I woke up. I made a few slight comments, you know, mm. and I was a bit short, which is also toxic, obviously. Because yeah. instead of being like, I I'm still hurt. I'm hurt. I would never have said that, like, to him, like, it's probably if he listens to this podcast, it might be the first time that he realized that I'm hurt and I'm sad. Instead of saying that, I made a few slight comments. And then I went to yoga and I talked to a friend of mine about it. And she's like, so where are you at now? Mm. And I said to her, like, to be honest, I don't know. Because right now, I feel like I need to get out of this. But I do not know if I feel this way is because my walls instantly, like, shut up. The walls come down or up? I don't know. My walls went up. And yeah. I need to get out of this before, like, you know, before my... come up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think where walls come from. You both... Yeah, they came up. Hands <laughs> <laughs> on the building. Walls went up. Yeah. In this case, in this case, when they came out for us, and then now they're up again. Do I really want to get out of that? So I didn't know where, like, my nervous system was rattled, I was rattled, I didn't know where I was. I'm just going to sit with this for a while and I'm going to see what happens. And I'm so grateful I did that mm, and that jump. I didn't jump and yeah. that I didn't run, which I probably would have done in any other case and with any other person, to be honest. Yeah. Because I didn't want to leave. This was really just my walls. And I'm like, okay, I need to get out of this before like more things are happening because, you know, I need to protect my time. Yeah. Precious heart. Fragile heart. My fragile heart. My heart is very fragile, you know. So I'm very glad I didn't. Yeah. Let your nervous system settle down and then and then really feel and what is your intrinsic truth rather than instinctive reaction because of past yeah especially if it's triggering you could just be like immediately no this doesn't feel good I'm out yeah but it could be worth settling a little bit and figuring out if it's based like you said on something in the past or if it's actually what you should be doing that's right for you and then it kind of like smoothened it out very naturally on itself so so that's my toxic trait and that's the history of my toxic trait I need to learn to communicate when I'm feeling triggered and when I'm feeling upset yeah. And then the last thing I want to do is feeling like communicating. Yeah. Then I need to communicate. So big learning, massive, massive learning. And also sit a little bit with things, you know, like sometimes things are not. Like how hard is it? I mean, imagine seeing that Tinder thing and then being able to tell your body to just. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't, don't overreact. <laughs> your emotions just flick. Can't help that. Of course, ideally, where do we want to be? We want to be like, listen, that's concerning to me. Can we talk about it? Can we talk about it? Yeah. Like, as a default response, having to, okay, cool, thanks, I'm out of here. One little fuck up, which, which you actually completely took accountability for and had a very logical, reasonable explanation. But I'm like, still, adios, motherfucker. Yeah. Also not healthy. So like to sit with this was, I think, me trying to fight a toxic reaction, to be honest. He's a wonderful human being and he seems a very sincere human being. Yeah. 
bank. I can trust my gut instincts when it comes to lying, you know. Mm. And I know he didn't lie. Nothing will ever be rainbows, butterflies, and unicorns. And sometimes you need to sit it out with your nervous system, even if your nervous system is rattled. For me personally, obviously, like as I said, I went to yoga and do hike a lot. So for me, movement helps a little bit. Mm. Then that's what you tell my body to calm down and to process. I saw this thing the other day that was saying it's scary to realize that when you allow somebody else into your life, like you have to give them the opportunity to be equal. You cannot, based Mm. on your other experiences, assume that you are going to be hurt by this person. And when they do something wrong, that they are going to react in a way that's like malicious. And it's almost like that character for you is there. Mm. Like, you know that this is your position in a relationship. I'm going to say something. He's going to tell me I'm talking shit and call, and fucking storm out of the house. Mm. And then I've got to go back and apologize for having emotions. Mm. And you're so like in that character that when it, when it doesn't happen that way, it's almost like confronting. And you're like, <laughs> am I the bad guy now? <laughs> like, am I the toxic one? Like, what the fuck? How is this person dealing with this better than I am? Yeah. And it's like confusing. But also this was your very first interaction in that way where something had a potential to become a fight or had a potential to become a problem. And maybe now that you see how he reacts to it and how he's like holding space and he allows you to feel what you feel and he comforts you and he can be honest, you probably won't be as triggered or react as heavily the next time it happens because you feel a bit safer to say like, okay, I, I do think so. I, I definitely do think that it helped a lot to see his reaction. And like, I mean, listen, like what you just said is so valid because I honestly had this whole conversation like played out in my head. Yeah. So he's going to be like, are you upset? I'm going to be like, yes, of course I'm upset. This is not okay. He's like, oh, come on. It's not such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I had it like on my phone forever. I'm like, but we just had a conversation about it. It's like, you're being dramatic. And like, you know, like, like I, had, I had to look literally, I had that whole conversation thing. And it didn't happen like that, which confused the shit out of me. And to be honest, in that moment, it, when you said like, oh, am I the toxic person? Yes, I was the toxic person. Yeah. I did become the toxic person. Yeah. At 100%, which was like, wait, hold on, but I'm the victim here. <laughs> I'm the one getting hurt. I'm the one getting hurt. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there needs to be a lot of reviving and reprogramming happening. So I'm going to tell one more anecdote of this whole new dating kind of things and then we can actually talk about the rewiring and reprogram. Second thing that happened. Uh-huh. You guys gonna have such a laugh at me. <laughs> such a laugh at me. We go away for two nights to Paternoster. We know exactly when Paternoster we're gonna go to our drivers. Start driving. I'll put the name of the hotel in the GPS and I don't look. Just Amazon, blah blah blah. And we start to drive and drive and drive. And he's like, oh, Sonori's Pass, I love Sonori Pass, you know, like, if you know Paternoster Pat- is, you know Sonori Pass is not the way to Paternoster. <laughs> yeah, so if you're in Cape Town, there's <laughs> all the way on the West Coast, and Sonori's Pass takes you to the East Coast. <laughs> but I think I'm still not thinking anything of it. Sonori by Hermanus. <laughs> Ladies yes, and gentlemen, to make a long story short, I drove us to Paternoster by Harmonis. <laughs> Two hours in the opposite direction. 
That's not via anything. <laughs> <laughs> and how that happened is I put the name of the hotel, Avalon, not thinking that there could be more places called that into my GPS. And I didn't look and they put Avalon down among us. And I didn't look. I just Avalon cool press. Yeah. Um, let's go. Still didn't think about anything like that when we were the only person. Like, oh, well, you hadn't been in 10 years, so maybe like there's a different I mean, route that you're in. Anyways, we arrived like by Romanos, and he's like, so weird. Like, what? What is weird? I've been like, Romanos, but like 10 times, maybe more. I've never been to Paternoster. In my head, I'm like, fucking Romanos. Paternoster is not anywhere near Romanos. So like when I, I don't say a word here, like I, again, I'm in my head. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what's I, I look at my phone and it says we're 10 minutes away from our destination. I'm like, okay, like, I just need to check something quickly. <laughs> Let me pull over, okay? Yeah. So I pull over, everyone like, I'm honest. <laughs> like, fuck, explain what happened. And he's like, okay, let me check how far we out. We were out for three and a half hours. I'm honest. To Paternoster is three and a half hours. I basically took us a two hours. So it would have taken you probably an hour and a half to get. So it takes an hour and a half to go to Paternoster. <laughs> I'm making a joke out of it, but it's very much. And again, he has no idea this is happening in my head. Like, like it's very much a nervous laughter from my side. I'm like, I'm going to get screamed at now. So I knew that. I knew that for a fact this is going to happen. So this as you had written, you made a mistake. You were like, fuck. I'm like, okay. fuck, this is going to be a fight. Everything is ruined. We're probably never going to see each other again. He's going to scream at me now. He's going to tell me what a fucking idiot I am. This whole scenario is playing out in my head. You're gearing up for I'm like gearing, defense. I'm gearing up for defense. And I'm like, okay, how am I going to classify? What am I going to say? Mm-hmm. Like, how am I going to say it? And just try to be calm. You don't become the person who screams. You do not like to scream, even if you scream that. You know, yes. that sound like yourself being triggered to be in a person. You're not like, yeah. hey, all of this is happening in my hands, you know. <laughs> Makes sense. He looks at me and he's like, should we just stay in Hermanus? I'm like, no, I don't like Hermanus. I don't want to stay in Hermanus. Yeah. He's like, yeah, cool. I mean, I guess like we could stay in or we do the drive to Paternoster. I'm like, why is he not shouting at me? Why is he not angry? And I'm like... Again, you know, when it's not shouting at me, he's happy. He's, he's, he's happy. He's drive. He's doing like, I'm like, now it's a road trip. And that's kind of the moment that a penny dropped for me. So that was the moment that I'm like, I'm not feeling triggered because of current situations. I feel triggered, as you mentioned before, because this is my experience, how it used to be. And I needed like my, again, my neural system and everything like immediately jumps to that. So I need to really start communicating. Yeah. So we started driving. I'm like, just I need to bathroom, which I do because I always need to pee. So we stop. I'm going to the bathroom. I'm having like a moment. I'm like, it's a different relationship. It's a new person. You're a different person. He's a different person. You need to rewire, reprogram. So I'm getting out of the bathroom, getting back into the car. And I look at him and I'm like, thank you for not shouting at me. Like all of the blue. Yeah. He looks at me he's like, Pleasure. <laughs> yes. He's like, why would I shout at you? I don't think I've actually ever really shouted at anyone in my yeah. life. And what? <laughs> and 
and then and that's when I actually opened up in my experience this would have been a massive issue this would have been a massive fight there would have been a lot of shouting there would have been a lot of name calling like in yeah. my previous life a lot of blaming all this in my previous life so to be honest like I kind of geared up for us to have a fight and he's like, no. And he's like, I did the same thing in Costa Rica. Fuck, like things happen. And then we left it like that. And that's kind of the last story I'm going to tell you about my private life at the moment. <laughs> but where it all ends up to like having these experiences and observing what's going on and observing that I'm reacting to previous patterns and previous triggers really helped me when we were in Pata Nostra and then to communicate, okay, Listen, this is where I'm at. Clearly, I need to do some reprogramming mm. and relearning. And we need to do this together. And we need to communicate. And I need honest communication. And there will be times where Miss, I'm so independent and I don't need any outside yeah. validation. <laughs> we'll need all the fucking outside validation. You know? <laughs> that was kind of like such a turning point it was kind of the thing solidified a lot because he really like he really listened and he really gave me the space to express myself and there was a lot of understanding the reprogramming and relearning does not stop when you reprogram and relearn yourself yeah it's a whole new different ball game when you become a two people scenario again so that was basically me just unloading and telling what happens in my in our world and starting to deal with new toxic traits I discovered about myself. But it's so, it's such a shit feeling, right? <laughs> it's like, you know that you've worked so hard. And then when somebody comes to you and they're like, why didn't you just tell me how you feel? And you're like, I should be good at that. I should really know how to, that's the one thing I should know how to do. <laughs> it's literally like that. I have a podcast. I'm literally. <laughs> I'm getting my master's in psychology. Yeah. I'm a coach. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we teach other people how to communicate. I, I work in mental health coaching and mentoring. And I can do it with anyone else. Yeah. Very good to communicate with my friends. Yeah. You know, I really learned to do it with my family. But now I'm starting at like scratch. That's, that's the word I'm looking yeah. for. <laughs> Again, I'm like, why? Yeah. And it's all, it's a whole different scenario. And now it's also not just you. Now there's another person involved. But you can do it like with each scenario, I'm saying, you're saying, you know, oh, I can do it easily with my friends and I can do it with my family. You had to develop a sense of trust to be able to do it, right? Like not straight off the bat, could you make a new friend and then tomorrow you're upset with them and, and you just know that you can tell them easily. No. You had to kind of gauge and become safe in the relationship to know that you can express how you feel and they're not going to run away and they're not going to shout at you mm. and they're not going to blame you. So I'm not ex excusing your toxic behavior. <laughs> I understand where it comes from. Mm. It comes from a place of trying to protect yourself and foreseeing things that have happened so often in the past. And yes, it is very unfair to judge a new person on somebody else's behavior, but like, you know, if you put your hand on the stove and you keep getting burned, eventually you're going to stop putting your hand on the stove. And then someone has to teach you that it's okay to do that. And it's safe. Not that I'm saying put your hand on the stove. <laughs> that is a bad example. I'm like, that's a very interesting <laughs> example. <my> <laughs> <love>. <laughs> but what I mean is like, you know, you 
putting yourself in situations and get the same outcome. It's hard to tell your body and your nervous system like, okay, well, let's just jump in again and hopefully it won't happen. Like eventually we learn that that's a scary thing to do and we want to protect ourselves. Mm. So it's not his responsibility to do so. But what is nice is that he, you can say to him, this is where it's coming from. It's not you. And it's not necessarily mm. that I don't trust you. It's that in the past, this is how it works out. Yeah. And it makes me feel a little bit nervous about being open about my feelings. And then, you know, maybe him also knowing that it's not that you don't trust him. Yeah. It's just your past experience that's kind of stopping things a little. It's true. But it's interesting because we would never want a person to judge us on their okay. ex partner's behavior. And we think it's so easy to just compartmentalize our previous relationships, but it's really not. It's really not. And it's it's fascinating to me because to be honest, I haven't dealt with any of these situations, but I didn't think it would be a thing, but mm. it's, it's a big thing. It's a yeah. very, very, very big thing. And obviously, I do not want to become a toxic person. I also don't want to be the victim. I honestly thought once I get in one and kind of will just naturally happen, you know, because all the other things is in the past and you've changed so much. But yeah, nothing happens naturally. Yeah. It's like it's it's work, you know. We all have life experience. He also obviously comes with his stories, you know, like we all have life experiences and it's just such a big reminder that you have to be intentional and you have to be conscious mm. and you have to be aware and you have to be honest to yourself. Mm. And, and I feel like we're saying this in every episode, but I will never ever get tired of saying that communicate, communicate, communicate. Yeah. Even though like I say now, the lack of communication is my toxic trait, which it is in a certain scenario. But like once we started communicating, like it, it just changes everything. Mm. And to be honest, imagine if he would have reacted in any other ways, if he would have gaslit me, or if he's shouting, or if he would not give me the space and say, oh, just get over your past or things like yeah. that. Like, not even like, okay, let's say like he reacted in all these scenarios, like all these stories I just told the one in this wonderful way he did. And I love how I say in this wonderful way that this is actually just a normal way to act, you know? Yeah. And like, for me, it's a big deal, you know? I mean, yeah. it is wonderful, but it's also like, that's how normal people react. And yeah. that's how all healthy people are right trust that this is the right way to react. And, like, and I'm like, glorifying. <laughs> he didn't yeah. shout at me. Yeah. But let's say like, when I communicated eventually to him, okay, I just realized I'm feeling triggered a lot because X, Y, and Z, and I need to reprogram, and this mm. may need some patience, and this will sometimes maybe be difficult, and what it needs is a lot of communication. He could have been like, that's too much work. Yeah. Like, that sounds complicated. Like, yeah. that sounds like coming with too much baggage, you know. Yeah. I met you, you were like this easy, chill, free-spirited, uh, like, bohemian, yeah. holistic chick, and now you're telling me all of this, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, you know. But then, like, if you would have reacted that way, then it's obviously also not the person I can learn to be in a relationship with. I'm realizing you can't do everything on your own and you definitely cannot learn on your own to reprogram relationship patterns. You will have to eventually learn that with someone together. Yeah. It's almost like, this is such a weird way to put it, but I've been, I was thinking about it in the way of like addiction, for example, mm -hmm. like you can live your life stuck in your room and then you're never triggered and you're never exposed and mm -hmm. you're never actually testing yourself to see yeah. if you're truly like, I mean, nobody gets over their addiction, but like, 
you know, you have to actually live and like, you will have to be in this relationship to see if you can get through these triggers, yeah. not that they won't be there. I don't even think that you were wrong to kind of close up and be upset about it. Like maybe you did need a beat to just be like, what am I feeling? What's going on? Like this tactic, the response, yeah, probably shouldn't be like, I'm going to leave. Like, let me think about how to get out of this relationship now without actually speaking to him first. Yeah. But the fact that the trigger is there isn't the issue. It's how do we process it for you to acknowledge, okay, this is the issue that I have. This is where it stems from. Mm. And then what's so great is that you have found a partner who can say to you, like, I can see that you're upset. What's going on? Mm. And you can say, I think it's because of this that happened in the past and I'm feeling X, Y, Z. Oh, I'm not sure. Mm. I don't know what's going on. Like I need to figure it out Yeah, to have the space to be vulnerable. So important and is going to help you learn how to process. Like the next phase of healing is healing in a partnership. Like healing doesn't have to be angel claps, mm. a solo practice. That's exactly it. Like, I think that's the whole. That's the whole summary from all this unpacking we did. It's now moving from solo healing, like we talked about solo pleasure, solo time, so all of that, it's now from solo healing to healing in a partnership. Yeah. So it's like moving from the one phase into the other. It's the beginning of a whole different new journey. A lot of the time we think that when we heal, it needs to happen alone. Mm -hmm. You need to take yourself away from everybody and do a lot of introspection and figure out what your traumas are and what your past is doing to fuck you up and fix that on your own. And mm -hmm. then you go out heal. But it is in the interaction that we uncover so much about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when we can like actively heal with others and unpack things with others and learn from them to trust and to trust ourselves mm. is I think such a necessary step that sometimes is forgotten, especially for probably a lot of women who have been hurt in previous relationships. They're like, okay, I need to fix myself and heal myself mm. and become strong and like, you know, powerful and amazing and remind myself of who I am. And then I can handle anything in any relationship. Mm. But that's, it's unrealistic. Yeah, but that's the funny thing is that's what I thought. Mm. That's honestly, like, as I said earlier, I thought I'm, I'm doing all of this on my own and I'm doing me and then I'm becoming this, this person who's so centered with herself and then a relationship will just automatically when it happens again, be a healthy relationship that flows naturally where the communication yeah. is going to be great and everything. Thank you. Nothing will shake me. Yeah. And I naturally will be able to communicate and I won't feel triggered and all of that. That's honestly what my thought process was before I actually got into the situation. Yeah. And then it really was quite the opposite. Yeah. I felt very triggered a lot. I moved back into an insecure space within myself because there are two of us and like, I want this validation, but why want I want this validation? I'm like, I want to lose myself. So now I had to, there were so many emotions and so many feelings to sorts. I don't know if it's like that too, you know? <laughs> like, because for us, everything is so interconnected, you know? Yeah, they do. Like, I mean, I have, I know a very close friend of mine. He's amazing and he's been quite hurt in relationships. And every time it fails, he's like, oh, why do I keep doing this to myself? And da, da, da. And he's like, what I want is this, but I'm so scared because of how I've been hurt in the past. Mm -hmm. And it's easy for us to say, oh, just go into it. And like, if it's the right person, it'll work out. But when you have all the little triggers, you 
for you, it feels like red flags that this is definitely not supposed to be happening and it's not for you. Mm -hmm. But every time you are in a relationship and there are issues that you can overcome, it will make you stronger. Not to say that you should forgive and excuse everything in an yeah. attempt to make a stronger relationship, but being able to resolve issues mm. is part of what builds your relationship. Like issues will exist. 100%. I saw, I saw, where did I meet this girl? I think in my psychology course or something. Um, or in one of the million books I'm reading. Uh, on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Probably on Instagram, yeah. people. When <laughs> you were talking about it, and one part said, a healthy relationship does not mean there are not disagreements. Mm -hmm. It does not mean that there are not bad days. Yes. It does not mean that there are moments of disrespect. Yeah. You know, all of yes. that exists in very healthy relationships just as much. Yeah. It's just been handled yeah. very differently and better. And it doesn't mean there are not bad moments. It doesn't even mean there's not a moment of where someone raises their voice and shouts. Yeah. It's just handled differently and there are certain boundaries you won't cross. If you feel like you're in a healthy and in a secure relationship, I mean, I don't know, but I would assume that you also feel like a little bit safer, which also means you take things a little less personal. So you, you can understand a fight is a fight and not a fight is I want to fucking break it up. If I know that you love me, like for example, you and I, yeah. if I know that you fucking love me to death yeah. and you stand me up. I'm not going to immediately assume it's because you don't love me and you want to sleep exactly. with her and you know, you don't give a shit. Yeah. You just do whatever you want to step all over my heart. My immediate thought is going to be something has happened. Like obviously mm. if she could be there, she would. And I need to find out if she's okay and you know, what's going on. Mm. But when it's a new relationship, I think because of the past, you take it personally. You feel yeah. like this is an attack against me. Mm -hmm. This is because this person has been lying to me about how they feel because they okay. just want something from me. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to take this as a sign that I was right all along, that I was going to end up getting hurt and fuck this. I can't. Yeah. And we need to, I think, well, I feel for me personally, because I, I end up doing this a lot where I close up also immediately. And I'm like, mm. I know how this plays out. I don't want to get involved. And I say that this is me following my intuition. Mm. But really all it is, is me making sure that I'm the first one to leave. So, so that so I don't get hurt. Exactly. That'd be the first one out. So mm. you can't get anywhere serious. Yeah. This way you can't get hurt. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. But I'm then treating it like a game. I'm not treating it like a real no. relationship because a real relationship, I would say this isn't right mm. what's happening can we talk about it yeah like and then also allow yourself to be vulnerable enough to say that you're not happy and to say that you are hurt by something mm -hmm. and give them the space to resolve it or fact in that they may not be able to and then you have to make another decision mm. it's actually at a point you just said they're like just give them the space to make it right give them mm. the space to work through it i mean fuck we all make mistakes but Let's take that whole Tinder scenario I talked about earlier. If he would not have started the conversation with me, if he would have not been like, are you upset? Yeah. And then really be like, I understand you're upset. Like if he would have not like opened up the conversations with, are you upset? There would have not been a, a conversation because I would have not said a single word to him. I would have been called the whole night. I would have been in my head and I probably would have been out of there the next day. And I would have not given him 
the slightest chance to ever make it, like to ever like explain, to even explain or to to make it up to me or to prove me right or prove me wrong. I would yeah. not make the space or the room for it. I would have been out. That's it. Yeah. He had to create that space. He had to pull you he into it. He had to pull me into it and create it because I would have not done that. And it's a, it's a big thing. I really do not believe that I manip manipulated anything that could have been like the most amazing thing in the past four years by doing that. Mm. Because I think that I still allowed him to pull myself in and whatever. And that is because it's, it's the first time where I'm like, that's just something different. That's just something very different. But I've definitely done that before. I've definitely like found a submission offer saying or a small thing. And I'm like, yes, like probably thinking, yes, this is my heart. I will not allow you to create a space. I will not let you, like, I will definitely not create the space. I'm out of fear by Felicia. Yeah. You see, I oh, this is how it always happens. <laughs> I'm fucking yeah. out of here. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. You guys all suck. Fuck you, motherfucker. I'm out of here. Please <laughs> do this. <laughs> It's true. It's true. But, but what we really want is to be pulled into that safe space and yeah. to be whole, held and say, I'm sorry, let's talk about it. Like yeah. deeply, what you do want is when you roll over for him to roll you right back yeah, and be like, baby, what's wrong? Just talk to me. Get yeah. it out of you. Yeah. But still, like that is essentially what you want. Even though like you're resisting it. But you also need to allow it. You also need to allow it. Because... Why did you behave that way? You could have acted if you genuinely didn't care and you were ready to let go. You could have been the cool girl and just carried on like everything was normal. And then the next day I'd be like, listen, dude, this isn't actually for me. Why don't we just be friends and you can carry on traveling and I'll carry on, carry on traveling. So yeah. You wanted to show him that you were upset, but you didn't know how to say, exactly. I'm upset. Exactly. Yeah. I like, I'll be, I'm like, I, I definitely wanted him to know I'm upset. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, nobody's behaving that way because they're not trying to but, show signal. But yeah, I really did not know how to do this in a less toxic or in a less shutting out. I didn't know how to communicate or show it in a more vulnerable, way. vulnerable holistic way. Yeah. It had to be the extreme. It had to be me shutting down. It had to be me going down. Yeah. Because, yeah, because apparently that's how I'm currently wired. So it shows now no. it's you being upset from a position of power. It's like, now you must come to me and ask me. That's right. Ooh, that's a Instead of saying. I need you to help me through this. I need you to comfort me. It's saying you need my forgiveness now. Ew. So come and come and get it. My <laughs> fucking drop. Look at you. I didn't think about it like that, but yeah. Yeah. True. You know what I mean? Because now he's going to come and say, what did I do? I'm sorry. Instead of which, which is good. There's nothing wrong with that. Also, I just but instead apology, of, yeah, yeah, but like, but like, yeah, but what you just said, you saying you really hurt me, that feels weak. Yeah. It feels weaker than him so, coming to you. Yeah. I mean, he would, would have still said, I'm sorry if I'm like, this actually really of hurt course. me. You know, this makes me teary. This is actually really hurt me. This is bad. He would have still apologized because he owned up to it. Yeah. But I, like, as you said, I had to be now. Suck this. Me, 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 You know, and it's definitely, definitely a power thing, you know, and like. It's less scary. It's less scary. It feels like you're more in control than when you make yourself vulnerable and actually say, 
Oh, wow. You actually have the power to really hurt me. Yeah. That's the thing. That, yeah. meant that their actions can affect you in that way. Mm-hmm. It's so scary because that's essentially what a relationship is. It's like allowing someone that level of connection. Of connection. That the smallest thing that you can really fucking hurt you. But it's like... Do you want to be playing a game where it's like, you know, okay, well now I've got to send the signal so they can run after me. Or ideally you want to get to a space where you can say without fear. Yeah. I didn't, or even like, I don't know how I feel about this, but it's not a good feeling. But that's also such a relevant point. I'd say it's a solid point, but like sometimes we do not know how we feel in that Mm -hmm. moment. And then you actually, instead of saying anything, just take a moment and communicate. Like, I actually right now do not know how I feel about this. Like I did like the next day when I was like, do I want to get I'm like, sure. I'm, yeah. I'm not, do I really want to get out of this? Or am yeah. are my walls up or down or whatever walls go? Yeah. Aluminium sliding doors, just install them because, you were, because the wood was rotten. <laughs> because I didn't know. Now I know. I definitely did not want to get out of there. It was my walk. Yes. Allow yourself to breathe. And I personally, I don't want to play games. I never wanted to play games. I'm not a game player. I don't, I don't even like board games. I want to be an, an honest and a vulnerable space. I thought I'm naturally that person, which I usually am. Now I know. From solo healing to together healing in a relationship is a whole different ball game. There are new things I have to learn, I have to work on, I have to be aware, and I have to communicate. Yeah, but it's also not to say that like now you're the one that needs to heal and he must help you. Well, he no. will probably in the future have his own triggers to your behavior. That's it. And then you will have to hold space for him. Delightful. <laughs> No, of course you are. <laughs> but people can't help their triggers. I know, I forgot about it. I've got two people His triggers are going to bump you. Valid point, valid point. He also has his history. He also has his triggers. Yeah. It's learning from both sides, not only about my triggers. And there may come a time where you do something that's completely innocent to you and he's triggered by it and he shuts down and you have to not take it personally. You have to not be like, oh, you see, he's just not into me. You have to run after him and say, did I do something wrong? Are you okay? You've met me, huh? Pull it up. <laughs> You've met me before, right? <laughs> okay, he's clearly not into me. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like, because we're not playing games. Yeah, we're not. not trying to prove ourselves right with the smallest of signals. We want to learn. We want to grow. We want to expand. And we want to keep our heart safe and we want to keep the heart of our partner safe. Exactly. Like we're both in this, both in this relationship. (laughs) You and your partner in this relationship. And I'm like, us in this relationship, how are we going to deal with it? Both of us in your relationship. We are all in this. Are equal. (laughs) And nobody's trying to trick each other or get each other, like catch each other up. But it's happening we should assume that it's a mistake or it's coming from an innocent place. It's, yeah, it's not coming from a malicious uh, kind of place. 
Exactly. And I think it's good. Like you shouldn't feel bad about being triggered and having these, you know, mm. having these toxic mm. moments. The thing is, I do not think better about it. I find this whole experience very, very interesting. I think the reason why I can go into it so quickly, I mean, I, because I have been doing work for so long, my whole life now is set up on being intentional, being focused, observe. Mm stay centers within myself, assess situations, assess my surroundings. Mm. If I wouldn't have gotten in anything two years ago, I don't, I think it would have been, it, this whole scenario would have played out very differently. Mm. I would have been like, yeah, I think I would have reacted on my toxic traits mm. and then be like, I'm out of here, you know, and like, fuck this. And like, I, yeah. I don't think I would have acknowledged it as a, you're reacting to something yeah. he didn't do wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's diff- like, it's so hard to f- factor in trusting your gut and working out of fear or reacting out of fear. That's why I've taken a step back. Yes. I think it's good yeah. for you that you said you're not exactly sure how this might affect you, but you want to think about it a bit and you got out and you did the yoga and you spoke to someone and you let it settle mm. and then, you know, if it was still like a niggling thing, then maybe, you know, look at it again, but it, it worked itself out. Mm. It wasn't like an issue that you ever thought for much longer after. No, it actually dis- like it disappeared quite quickly yeah. afterwards. And the interesting thing is that, do you know, sometimes like you move on from situations, but as soon as you speak about them again, you still get a physical reaction yes, like, yeah. because it takes well, you, you back it, you and you're like, like, Ooh, yeah, exactly. You know? This is not one of those things. Like I'm very comfortable speaking about it because for me now, I honestly just see it as a, as a lesson. It yes. was a lesson. It was a, a situation where I learned from, where I could observe something, yeah. where, where I grew out from. I honestly feel like I grew out from this, from, from this moment that in that moment was really uncomfortable and yeah. was nice, but it's been really worked out of my system. So that's nice. And that's yeah. a good sign. You know, it's not one of those lingering situations. Yeah. When we're in a relationship, we things like that happen. And then you have to ask yourself, do I trust this story? Do I trust mm-hmm. this person? Like, am I accepting this information as true? Yeah. And what he's saying is accurate. And then, you know, if you don't, then that's a different thing to figure then out. Then you should leave. You probably should going. leave. And then also when you make your decision, Make your decision. Don't be like, no, I trust him, but in the back of my mind, I actually don't. And you're so, waiting to like, and I'm waiting for catching him because yeah. he also like setting things up. Make a decision and trust your instincts, but yeah. then also really stick to that decision. Yeah, make it genuine. Make it genuine. I think we milked the scene. <laughs> I'm so excited for the future content. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be different. Well, let's. Um, yeah, it's going to be different. No, it's going to be. Well, it's going to be you healing in a partnership, which yeah. is a new dynamic and brings a different element for our conversations. I also really, really want to talk about friends supporting our toxic behaviors. <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, guys, we love you. We will be back soon. If you do have any topics you want to talk about or you want to listen to us talk about, or if you might be interested to come on our podcast, I would love that. Please reach out. We would love to talk to you. We would love to maybe even invite you on our podcast if you feel comfortable doing so. You can reach us on at we are the world hearted on Instagram. Or email us on hey there at the wildhearted.net.
Thank you for listening to the Wild Hearted Podcast. Visit our website at www.thewildhearted.net for blog posts and online resources on our offerings. And follow us on Instagram at wearethewildhearted. Until then, keep your heart wild now and forever.